What is going on, Trick Nazi family? And welcome back to another episode of the Trick Nazi News Talk. Now, for this episode, we got not one, but two movie reviews for y'all today. And we're going to be discussing uh, which is, or could be, or is it, the downfall of Disney. And we'll talk about it. In our mainstream news. So, let's get into our first mainstream topic for today. So, if you guys didn't already know, Barbie has crossed a billion dollars in worldwide box office. I told y'all, I told y'all, I'm not surprised. So, let's look at the list of recent billion dollar films from 2019 through 2023 so 2019 you had star wars the rise of skywalker in 2021 you had uh, spider-man no way home and then in 2022 we had top gun maverick and avatar the way of water and of course uh, this year along with barbie the super mario brothers as well so those are the recent Billion dollar films that have crossed a billion dollars in worldwide box office. Now, could we see another film cross a billion dollars alongside Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Brothers and Barbie? I don't know. We just have to wait until the end of December until we find out and uh, and the other upcoming movies that are coming out for the rest of this year. I would say no. But, you might never know. But, um, moving on to our next topic, is that AMC could be headed into bankruptcy, Warren CEO. I hope not. But, um, let's read this article that came from MarketWatch. Last month, in an open letter to shareholders, Aaron warned that if AMC which is currently at 5.58%, is unable to raise equality capture the risk of material increases of the company receiving a running out of cash in 2024 or 2025 or of AMC being unable to satisfy and refinance or stretch out the maturity some of its debts. Now, Barbenheimer may have speaking out on a, on a obviously but cash is very tight for AMC Warren, Warren see the CEO warrants. AMC's plan is to convert its AMC preferred equality units to common to, to common the stocks was blocked from last month, with a Delaware judge reject a settlement that would have a deal to proceed, and the stock conversation plan was part of the movie theater chain, meaning stars darling ongoing battle would eliminate the, the, the debate, the, the debit. I hope AMC don't just don't, don't go bankrupt. That's all I'm saying. Please don't go bankrupt. And uh, we have some numbers here in terms of the AMC share prices. Um, this goes from, Janu from January 2021 to, 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 to now. Now, in January 2021, they had $2.50, and then in June 
2021, they have $47.50. And then today, they have $5.25. Now, I can't tell if that's good or bad or not. But um, like I said, I just hope AMC don't go bankrupt. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. James Gunn answered Grant, uh, Grant Gustis asked the Flash question. Now, someone answered the question saying, uh, uh, on Twitter saying, Hey, James, it seems you have followed Grant Gustis on Instagram. Is that true? That is it true that he is joining your DCU reboot as Barry Allen, aka The Flash, again? Or is he playing a different comic book character? Please, thank you very much, James. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And then James Gunn replied back saying, Grant was following me uh, as well. And I like him as an actor. So we chat a bit and I follow him back. Very simple. He's not going to spoil it for y'all. That's all I'm saying. We don't know who's going to be the Flash in the new James Gunn universe. But um, all I know is it's not going to be Ezra Miller. That's all I know. But um, we just have to be patient and see who's going to be playing the Flash, who's going to be playing Batman, and, and everybody else. Because I know James Gunn is bringing back Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. He's bringing back Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. He's bringing back Viola Davis as uh, as Amanda Waller. He's bringing back John Cena as Peacemaker. He's bringing back um, uh, the, the the guy from Karate Kid as Blue Beetle, and uh, um, uh, his wife and the, and the other guy that was part of, of uh, Waller's team that that was shown in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. So they are returning. So. We just have to wait and see oh, oh, what else he got uh, something up his sleeve. All I know is get ready for 2025 when Superman Legacy opens up. Moving on. Marvel, the VFS artist team, has voted to unionize Marvel. Marvel, y'all in trouble. Let's read this article for Variety. Visual effects crew at Marvel Studios have voted to unionize ITAESA announced on Monday. A press release notes that a super majority of Marvel's more than a 50 workers crew has signed unionized cards to indicate they wish to be represented by the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Marvel, y'all better get y'all stuff together because look what's happening with the strikes. And this goes out to the studios too. And I've been saying this for a while. Pay your writers and pay your actors. So we can just move on. Enough said about that. Blue Beetle, 
doubles the box office prediction, but it is still enough. So we got an article saying that Blue Video looks to fly to 30 million U.S. opening. Early look at box office uh, projections. Now, we have to wait until um, next week when Blue Beetle opens to see how much it does on opening night and on opening weekend, not only for domestic and um, the international market. So, we have to wait and see how it does next week. But, um, as you guys are, are already know, The Flash and Shazam figure of the guys. They ain't been doing that great as far as DC goes. Now, for Marvel on the other side, they have two successes this year. One is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And Ant-Man and Watch Quarterman do not count. It does not count. And I know damn sure the Marvels is not going to count this year. That's all I know. But um, moving on. Emmy winner actor is forced to sell his house due to the strike. And I'm wondering who that person be. Let's read this note from Deadline. It says, Add Billy Porter to the list of thousands financially affected by the SAG-AFRA and WGA strikes, following the revelation that the actor will have to sell his house and a stream prejudice moment for entertainment workers. Man, that is crazy. Continue on with the story. I have to sell my house because we're on strike, and I do not know when we're going to be back to work, says Porman. In an interview with Evie Stan evening standard in support of his music career the life of an artist until you make fuck you money which i haven't made yet it is still chip cheap cheap i was supposed to be in a new movie and a new television show starting in september but none of that is happening man you just hate to hear this now let me tell y'all something. Not many actors, and of course, not many writer producers don't live in a big mansion. Some don't live actually live in like in California. Not many people live in uh, in California state. Now, I myself am an indie uh, yeah, as an indie filmmaker. We have other jobs uh, that, that that we have. Luckily, I have a. Uh, a television job that I work at and I love it and that's what that pay it pays the bills and I love the job and then but in this but in t this today's economy you gotta at least have two jobs just to live among yourself no matter if you're living in um, in Florida or uh, LA or in, like in New York or whatever um your state you're living in and um and I know um, Georgia. Not many, not many filmmakers want to uh, want to go to Georgia, but um, and and I know it's not making money there, and also like or houses is um, it's very cheap there, but 
at the same time, it's getting crowded over there too. Just like here in Florida, it's getting crowded here. And um, and I always say to my peoples, whatever your home state is at, whether it's um, North Carolina, New Orleans, Texas, New York, New Jersey, wherever you at, and you love doing film and television, content creating, everything, do what you do in your own state. Make a name for yourself in your own state. You don't have to always move to California. You do not always have to move to New York. You don't have to always live in Georgia. You don't have to live in like none of that. Just make your uh, your own success wherever you at. As far as the uh, any any filmmakers go. Now, as far as Hollywood goes, and then going back to um. Uh, Billy uh, Porter's says situation. Now, when you don't have like a business on the side or something other you know, that, that keeps making you money while you're not doing uh, like other like gigs and project other stuff, then you will be in trouble. So it seems to me uh, he probably didn't have like was only depending on the um the uh, movies and television projects they help getting that, that that check every month so that that's not working now because of the strike so it is what it is man i hope he's uh living somewhere uh, something nice and good and uh that not like in the streets and something like that so that uh, but all, all all good wishes uh, to him so it's sad he had to lose this house because of the strike and i'm telling you they're, they're, they're trying to get keep uh they're, they're trying to uh, keep the world the writers uh, to lose their house it's crazy now going to Disney like I was talking about earlier uh, at the start of the show Apple to acquire Disney says analyst mm-hmm remember uh, when I talked about on a previous episode on why Disney World has a lower attendance in the park this year, and then why is Disney's uh, having low box office uh, numbers and retains their their films this year? Man, enough said about that. But um, let's read this story coming from the Hollywood Reporter, and it says a Disney sale to Apple. Don't count on, don't count it out this time. Facing the staggered problems affiliated with all legacy studios, is Bob Arthur completely a once unthinkable option? The signals he sent in the Sun Valley suggest it could happen. Now, let's break down some of the things that is happening here. Now, if you look at the market values right now, Apple is currently doing $2.79 trillion right now that is crazy and look at disney right now dead at 160.64 billion right now and now let's break down um some of the on the properties that disney have and then of course you have disney itself the walt disney company you have espn you have abc then you have uh the disney the disney channel and other disney 
TV channels. You have Disney Plus, and you have Hulu. Now, let's just say um, they sell um, ABC, ESPN, and and all the Disney channels to um, to Apple. Then they will probably get um get some properties uh properties there uh get some money back in, in their bank. Now, should they sell um? I think they can sell um uh, to Twenty Century Studios uh, the Fox Company because they already got the um the rights back to um. From Deadpool, from X Men, and, uh, and, uh, and and everything else, but the only problem is, is that um, you still got uh, um, like Star Wars, the uh, the the prequel trilogy that was produced by 20th Century Fox, and that's the only problem. So I don't think that's going anywhere at any time. So I would say ABC, ES, ESPN, and all the Disney um, TV channels. It's the most likely. That what Disney can do in order to get some money back in uh, back in their bank. So, that yeah, that that's what instead of them had to be uh, sold to Apple. So I think that uh, the, that's a larger idea, but we just had to wait and see what Bob Iger going to say about that. But um, continue on with this story. Not long after that, Iger went on television and a possibility for sale signs for Disney uh, TV businesses, and just like that, it was a little more possibilities to see the outline of Simmer Down Disney that could be tempted acquiring Target. There's clearly it. There's clearly is no buyer like Apple who is sitting on sixty-two billion in cash and cash. Um, excuse me. Evaluate and has a 2.8 trillion market cap. And while it may be very true that Apple does not want to buy a studio, maybe it wants to buy this studio, the one at that, despite the challenges of that in the moment, of having a value of full of private IPs and remaining values of the brand of uh, uh, entertainment. But um, we'll just have to wait and see in a couple of years if actually going to acquire Disney. But uh, but anything is possible. And speaking of Disney, Deadpool has been removed from the release calendar. Oh my goodness! Again, because of the strike. But um, let's read this note here. Deadpool 3 has been removed from Disney's release schedule for the first half of 2024, suggesting that the movie has been delayed. According to the latest uh, quarter three 2023 earnings report for the Walt Disney Company, the schedule of the upcoming theatrical releases seem to have been updated to exclude Deadpool 3 after a May 3, 2024 release was confirmed earlier this year with no signs of a new release date. Now, let's look at um the all the upcoming projects that's coming from now 
of September through June of 2024. So on September 15th, we have a Honey of the Valley. Then on September 29th, we have The Creator. November 10th, we have The Marvels. November 17th, we have Nets Gold Wins. November 22nd, we have Wish. December 1st, we have Bite Riders. December 8th, we have Magazine Dreams and Poor Things. December 22nd, we have All, All of Us Strangers. March 1st of 2024, uh, we are at Elo. I think that's the name. And then March 22nd, we have Snow White. May 24th, we have Kingdom, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. And then June 14th, we have Inside Out 2. So that this was currently standing from, from September of this year to June of next year of re re release projects from upcoming release projects from Disney. So we don't know when did Deadpool 3 is going to be getting a new release day. We don't know yet. I say until the strike ends. But I will definitely keep y'all informed until we get a new uh, re release date. And continue on with Disney. Disney Plus have raised their prices again, almost doubles in under a year. Jesus Christ. And, uh, and now, before I break down this price here, I want to let y'all know that Disney is going to be doing the same thing what Netflix is doing, and that, and that is they're going to be cracking down password sharing. So be on the lookout for that. But um, continue on with this breakdown of the, the new prices. So eight months ago, the price was for the ad-free plan was $7.99. In December, they increased it to $10.99. Now, it's going to be $13.99. Jesus Christ. That's the same price as um for HBO Max um, ad-free. So, you ask why they do in this. And I have some notes here. And I say, it could be to increase revenue to increase the percentage of how good Hulu is with the Disney Plus um, bundle package to drive people to switch to the ad-supported tier. And it will make uh, Disney more money off of you. And, and I think the ad... And I, and I think the ad tier, it will be uh, $7.99. I don't know. But um, I have the um, the Bunder deal, which I, I get the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESP Plus. That's all I got. But, um, man, this is crazy. Yeah, just be on the lookout when, them raise their, when they raise them prices. Jesus Christ. So, we got our first reactions for Blue Beetle. And then, so far, they have been fantastic. So, let's look at some of these tweets here. We got the first one saying, Blue Beetle is my favorite post-Norlin DC film. Wow. That is crazy. So, it is an action-packed, 
highly entertaining superhero story about family that is nothing more important than family. The film is unique in that uh, loving the absolute shares of the Reyes family Mexican culture. So uh, let's look at another tweet here saying, The Blue Beetle movie is a most a blast. Some is too silly and childish for me. A lot of me was laughing uh, aloud, aloud. That was towards uh, George Lopez's character. Practical Sue's rots. The Latino representation is awesome. Enjoyed the family fun, uh, citrus stage. Solid action beats. Overall, it's fun. Let's look at this next one saying, Disney should have marketed Blue Beetle more. It's fun, self-contained, emotional story about family. Ayo Marias is perfect cast and shines as Jamie Reyes, Jennifer, I mean, um, George Lopez, and Brewer Marquis are also standouts. I am so happy Blue Beetle is the first DCU character. And, and let's keep that in mind. Blue Beetle is the first DCU character. Superman Legacy will be the first DCU movie. So that way to keep you guys at, uh, in mind for that. Blue Beetle was a huge surprise. At the uh, shaky start, the superhero movie is full of laughter, action, and lots of heart. Ezra Morales kills it. So does Bramery's George Lopez. It's hilarious. And Arena Bread is a hoot as Nala. Take the whole familia and brain tissues. Look at the next one here. Same. Blue Beetle. Stands out from the previous DC entries and most mostly due to the Latino flavor. Let's be real. It's funny, emotional, and the acting scenes with BB are uh, uh, with Blue Beetle are amazing. The cast is beautiful, but Maria and Lopez shine. I can't wait to see more. Congratulations to uh, to, to, to the director. And um, we got another one here. Oh, uh, oh yeah. The, oh, that was it. I thought I had more here, but um, a lot of positives going in for Blue Beetle. But um, could we say the same thing for for next week? And don't worry, I will be talking about more uh, Blue Beetle that at the at the worst when we get to our, our movie review, because I got my stories to talk about. But uh, continue on. With uh, with one of our last uh, uh, stories here, and that is, Fast S director says there is no third film planned, despite what Van Diesel claims. So let's re let's read what Total Films has to say. And that is, the one thing about Vin is he likes when he's on the press line, he will say anything to get out of the press line. Limber laugh. Laughlin tell us, and I am the kind of like him and, and go. Yeah, sure. We will go on the moon to the next one. Bye. And then you will never forget. The director continues saying, obviously the next one is coming. And yeah, one movie at a time. I think the only thing that Hollywood keep reminding us that is the one step at a time. Put the foot forward at, at a time. Let's count our blessings. We are very lucky this movie has well received and well loved. P 
people went to see it that were in the movie theaters and now they're going to see it at home once at a time so like i said we all know the second one is coming and hopefully we get more details if they're still going to do Hobbs versus Reyes uh, uh, spinoff too. So was that the way to wait and see? But um, that's all the mainstream news that I have for you guys today. And now let's get into our first of two movie reviews today. And all of these uh, movie reviews were on... Yeah, they was um a, a, a special advanced uh, screening or early sneak previews from their actual release date. So, the first one we're going to talk about is Gran Turismo. Now, the movie was supposed to be released uh worldwide on August 11th, but um due to the strike, it has been pushed back to um to August 25th. So. There, so for this week, they're doing a um a special sneak uh advanced screening previews uh, uh, before it comes out uh worldwide theaters are on the twenty fifth. So uh, that's a good thing that they still they still do that for the for, for the fans, which was good. So um, Gran Turismo. I am shockedly surprised of how this uh, how good this movie was because. Going into this, when I looked at the trailers, I was like, "Oh man, I, this probably is gonna be terrible." But um, but after watching this movie, this was actually good. This is a, a good video game adaptation in a long time. Now, let me just say this though: it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was good. It's one of those uh, good movies that you that you can watch in, uh, uh, in the theaters and uh, just experience uh, the, the adrenaline rush uh, 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 for, for for a particular movie. Now, um, of course, this is uh, produced by uh, uh, by PlayStation Productions. This is based on the the, the Gran Turismo video game, and it's also based on um, uh, on the true story of. Uh, James um, uh, Marbleboard, sorry if I pronounce the name, but he is a pro professional uh, the race driver, and they uh, do have uh, Gran Turismo's that back in the day. So um, this does tell us the true story of uh, Jan uh, Marbleboard, a teenager Gran Turismo player who was able to become a professional race car race car driver. Now, in this movie, um. Uh, Jane Brother Boy, he did some stud doubles in this movie as well. So not only they was able to tell his story, but he also did stun double driving as well. So um, and they did mention that and um that at the end credits as well. So uh, that was uh, good to hear. But um, the actor uh, uh, playing uh, uh, the uh, uh, playing him was um uh, was um I can't pronounce was Archie Megan I can't pronounce his name but um all this also stars uh, David Harbourboy and Orlando uh, uh, Bloom uh, as well so um yeah man like like I said man this was an actual good video uh, video game adaptation as well 
And let me tell you something. All the gamers, all the race, uh, uh, racing fans, and all and everything in between need to go see this movie. The um, the feel good underdog drama story in this was really really good, and I love the visual effects in this movie because all the visual effects you see it kind of reminds me of like I'm actually playing the Grand Turismo game. Now, let me just say this though. When it comes to um to 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 racing uh, racing video games, um Grand Turismo was the was not really my thing. The only um racing video games that I, that I would normally play is um uh, Need for Speed and Midnight uh, uh Midnight Club games. Uh the uh, the dub edition. So that that was the only um racing video games I ever played. But uh I did play some of Gran Turismo, but uh, but not that much though. But um uh but but anyway, um this was a really good um racing movie uh, and like I said, this was definitely a pleaser surprise for everybody. Like I said, most people thought it was gonna suck, but it really didn't, and it was, and that was a really, a really good about it. Um, Orlando Bloom was great in here. Um, and, uh, uh, and Houston was really good out here, and David Harbour. Let me tell you something. I remember he made a statement about um, I don't not, I don't want, and he said this, I don't always want to be remembered. As the Stranger Gate, Stranger the Thrones guy. Let me tell you something. He is doing some absolute great work in recent years. I mean, look at him as Red Guardian in um in the Marvel Universe. Look at him playing Santa Claus in Violet Night. He is doing some great work, man. And um and I love him between him and the um. And the young Gran Turismo player uh, um, in this movie, uh, they have really connected. Uh, I really felt the um, the connection then uh, between those two. And uh, man, this was a really, really, really good as a uh, a surprise pleaser uh, for me for this movie. Now, um, I would definitely give it a B plus. B plus, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was really good. So I would recommend you guys go see that movie when it comes out uh, uh, worldwide on August twenty fifth. Now, with that out of the way, let's get into the big one, and that is Blue Beetle. Now, you guys already know. I had a potential role, well, a uh, background role uh, in this movie, and also the uh, production assistant uh, uh, as well. And yes, my scene has made the final cut in this movie, and uh, you, you, uh, and y'all will see my scene in uh, uh, in the movie. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Now, Blue Beetle. This one directed by Angel uh, Manuel Soto, 
And this one stars um uh, Angelo Mandor from Cobra Kai. He plays uh, Jamie Raider, aka Blue uh, Blue Beetle. And um, let me say this: this movie was originally supposed to be um go for streaming on HBO Max, but um the higher ups and DC say, uh, "Oh, we're gonna put this um in theaters and um and, uh, instead." So um, and uh, let me say this: even though this is a DC Extended Universe movie, but uh, Blue Beetle is the first DCU character. I'm just uh, putting out there. So, um, the premise of the movie, um, after Jamie Reyes graduated from college, he returns to his hometown at Panama City. He is chosen to become a cinema host of the Scrab. The ancient alien fires to erect the Hampson Grant a powerful Antoine's skeleton armor, turning him into a superhero, Blue Beetle. Now, the movie is is heavily influenced by uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day comic books, which I was able to get when I was invited to the um to, to the advanced Miami screening of the for the movie. So I got a, a copy edition of that. So I got read some uh, the comments about that, uh, how it, it heavy influence of, of the movie. So I got uh, the, I got a look at that, and um, let me say, uh, um, this movie have some um influence of uh, from uh, Iron Man. If you look at, well, once you guys uh, see the movie and um, you see um, it tell you like the bad story of uh who will uh like who was once uh Blue Beetle. Before Jamie Reyes uh, uh, inherits uh, the the scrap and becomes a, a Blue Beetle as he is now, but um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a uh, it was a really good uh, DC uh, 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 DC movie, and um, despite what I might feel about um, George Lopez, but um, he was uh, uh, he was really good in this movie. Yeah, but he uh, he was very funny. And um, the grandmother in this movie, oh my goodness! When y'all see her, man, she she uh, um in the uh, in the final battle scene, she went straight Arnold Schwarzenegger, aka Terminator, in the, in the in the final battle scene on the, in the movie. Oh my god, you guys gonna love her, man. That is crazy, but um. I ain't, I ain't gonna tell y'all uh, 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 too much about it. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys uh, see it, so that I let y'all know. And um, but, but but yeah. And um, we already talked about the uh, the first reactions for 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 from other people. So uh, uh yeah. But um, other than that, um, like I said, I definitely uh, enjoyed the movie. I had a great time. Um, went into went to the the special Miami screening of the movie, and um, I absolutely uh, uh, enjoyed it, and uh, and I hope you guys can be able to enjoy it as well. And um, I will say, um, there was a, a, a certain stuff um, in the movie where um, like some of the some of the jokes were movie uh, like I said. 
um, during the first reaction. Oh, some of them was um, very clingy, and some of them was like didn't really need to be there, and uh, and all that other stuff. But um, uh, but uh, but other than that, man, um, this was a really good. And I enjoyed um, all the action sequence and everything. Uh, it was uh, really, really, uh, really good. And I hope you guys will enjoy it as well, like I mentioned. Um, I'm going to give it a a B plus as well. I'm giving it a B plus uh, uh, as well. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I had a great time on the, um, at being a part of, the, uh, of this movie. Uh, this was my very first uh, that DZ project I worked on, and I'm very proud uh, of it. So um, I hope you guys here get to see Blue Beetle and Gran Turismo as well. But um, that's all the um, uh, that's for that's our show uh, the, the, the episode for today. And um, if you're listening to me on uh, YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And hit the notification bell where your new episodes are uploaded. And then, of course, if you're listening to me on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platform, don't forget to follow me there as well. But um, other than that, this is Trico, and I'm signing off. Peace.